0: Whoa whoa whoa, 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 wrong one, wrong one,
1: wrong one, what, what, 문, what? wrong one,
0: mate, that's the World Cup daily one. Oh,
1: we need this one, don't we? That's it. <clears throat> <marketing gameplay footprintpingaroidemy> this week on the reverse stick, the hockey world is green, but the Queen retains her crown. The Exit Masters prove you're never too old, and we're back talking hockey. Welcome back to the Reverse Stick, it's the Global Hockey Podcast and joining me as always Mr Matt Allen, how are you
0: Matt? I'm good and you are Mr John Lee? I
1: am, oh yeah I forgot that bit
0: didn't I? Back to the business John, we're back with the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast episode 59 Doing alright Oh, we, you know, keep on keeping on. And boy, oh boy, what a sensational fortnight of hockey and we've got lots and lots to talk to you guys and to each other. There's <laughs> a lot of hockey to
1: talk about tonight, Matt.
0: <laughs> there is. Fair to say. You, we said we weren't going to do the accident.
1: Oh, well, look, I couldn't help myself. OK. I mean, the, the, the hockey world is got this tinge of green on it at the moment, hasn't it?
0: Oh, and isn't it wonderful? It's fantastic. But more about that coming up in the show. Yeah, lots to talk about with the World Cup, but there's been so much going on that we haven't been able to get to because we've been focusing on the World Cup daily. But we're back to business here with the reverse stick. So, John, what do we start with? <whistles> Yose. So, we will talk more about the World Cup coming up, and obviously, hopefully, everybody knows what went on there, but, uh, there's a few things that we missed out, uh, that were happening, so, John, take us away.
1: Uh, first off, how about we start with the CAC Games for women at Barranquilla in Colombia?
0: Start with the women? There's men's on as well, there wasn't there? No. Yeah, there was.
1: Are you sure? I'm certain.
0: Better have to look that up then, <laughs> I
1: thought we only had, oh, I looked that up, I no, said no, no. there was only women's. No. Oh well. We will continue anyway, and and I I will fix my mistake on that. You know,
0: we were kind of quite focused on the <laughs> on the <laughs> we world, on the bit. World Cup. Look, let's get uh, to the
1: results we have right. I don't know about
0: you, moment. John, but you know, come some, come come Monday, there were there were withdrawals from hockey, but it was a deep big sigh of relief that we didn't have to go and put a show out and uh, didn't have to watch anything that night and you should have seen how quiet Twitter was apart from Irish supporters the people that we converse with a fair bit on social media that have got a general global hockey view pff, nothing, zip, quiet
1: I must admit I wasn't ready for how depressed I would feel on the Monday and Tuesday after that now that's that's partly driven by the fact that On Sunday afternoon, I had to sit at a major sporting event in a working capacity and and saw an event that immediately made me realise that anything that was happening on the other side of the world, as far as sport goes, would have no chance of breath in in the country I lived in. Um, Sadly, I did hear a BBC News report in the early hours of the morning that told me the score just before I was about to come home and watch the replay in my head, thinking oh, there was no chance I'd be hearing the score of that game.
0: No, but there was some global media attention, wasn't there? Fantastic
1: global media attention. we we got to anyway, talk yeah, about yeah, this yeah, later. Yeah. Let's get back to the CAC games. We'll get to the men in a second. The women. Uh, well, from the 20th to the 30th of July, these games went on. And the final placings there, the tournament was taken out by Cuba. Uh, which is a fantastic result for the Cubans. They beat Mexico 1-0 in the gold medal match in the final there. Uh, Mexico finishing second. Third place was taken by Trinidad and Tobago with a 3-0 win over um, Barbados, which they would have been happy about, fellow, being fellow Islanders. Um, Dominican Republic finished in fifth place over Jamaica and Guyana seventh with Guatemala eighth. Interesting to note, Cuba ranked 61 in the world. Uh, won that final over Mexico, 30th ranked nation in the world Trinidad and Tobago on, the, this is the women's side of things Coming at, at uh, 46, Barbados at 40 Dominican Republic 50, 67 for Jamaica 69 for Guyana and Guatemala at 72 So great result for Cuba there
0: And I happen to have the men's results here as well mate um, And another great tournament for the men's side for Cuba also ranked 63 on the men's side of things they uh, they won their final 2-0 against Mexico Trinidad and Tobago 5-0 winners over Guiana in the bronze medal match there uh, Cuba ranked 63 Mexico 39 Trinidad and Tobago 31 Guiana 55 Barbados 58th there Um so Seems like a fantastic Cuba tournament for the Cubans there. Yeah, it does absolutely. Uh, top we'll talk more oh, about tor- rankings a bit later. But yeah. Yeah. top top scorer for the tournament, Francisco Aguilar oh. of Mexico, eight goals, four field goals, one penalty corner, three penalty strokes. Oh, just to
1: uh, get back to the women's tournament, the top scorer is there from the Dominican Republic was Augustina Baroccio. She c- scored seven goals, six and one split there. One uh, penalty corner, six field goals. Second play, oh, equal first, was Shania De Freitas from Trinidad and Tobago. Get this, seven penalty strokes. No. <laughs> yeah, seven penalty strokes. Uh, and uh, Dana, Lee Gaines, uh, Dana Lee De Gaines from Trinidad and Tobago came in third with four goals, two and two split field and uh, corners. But yeah, se- seven goals from penalty strokes in a tournament. Not often you see that.
0: Uh, play I'm just interested I'm looking at on the, on the men's side from that um, the bronze medal match for Lidam Tobago 5-0 winners there and yeah of course I believe that's the last tournament for TNT for Quan Brown it is uh, he scored two in the uh, in the final game there
1: Oh, well done, Tim. And he's uh, moving on to some interesting coaching.
0: Well, he's under-21 twi- yeah, under, under men's coach for England, as it is. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, as we've said before in the show, what a servant for TNT hockey.
1: Absolutely. He'll be catching up with Kate richardson Welsh. That's so right. You're uh, going to uh, add that to your little spider Hampstead, network, uh, aren't you?
0: At Hampstead and West- Westminster next season. <laughs> yeah. um, also next
1: up, next up. Uh, Real Four Nations Cup for men was also going on in Dusseldorf for the 26th to 29th of July. Uh, a four-nations tournament involving, in order of final standing, Germany, Argentina, France, and Ireland. Germany sixth in the world, Argentina second in the world, France is twentieth in the world, and Ireland tenth. So they wouldn't be too happy, I don't think, Ireland with uh, coming last in that little four-nations tournament. Um, Germany did put six past France in one game and four past Ireland another. But apart from that, they were fairly close scores. Three alls. Expe-
0: exper- experimental teams. There is. This is all so. building well, towards men's yeah, World Cup coming
1: up. More practice games. I didn't use the term that you don't like me using. They're just <laughs> practice games.
0: Okay. What else has been going on? We missed oh. the uh, the. Interprovincials provincials in South Africa. Uh KZN Raiders 2-1 with winners over Southern Gauteng. Uh, if you want to get all the information on that, you can check out sports247.co.za or uh follow all things jabu at on Twitter. That's our friend Tyron Barnard. Um but that's uh yeah. All things South Africa, follow that. We've also got the PHL kicking off this weekend as well yeah. uh, But maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later on There were some next test week.
1: matches played During the last couple of weeks The uh, Indian and New Zealand men Played each other in three test series At Beng- Bengaluru in, From the 19th to the 23rd India won that series 4-2 in the first game 3-1 in the second game And finishing out with a 4-0 win And Japan played Germany on the men's side of things As well at Kakamigahara from the 12th to the 18th. Germany, comfortable winners there, 6-1 in the first game and 5-1 in the second game. Whew, plenty more going on. Uh, African youth stuff?
0: Uh, you were getting that. Was I? Yeah.
1: Didn't tell me I was... OK. <laughs> I, uh, think we,
0: I think South Africa were the winners in both. It, it was fi, fives competition.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, for the youth games the, and the... Winners, etc. Go G- through to the... Yeah, Youth Olympic Games. Yeah, Youth Olympic Games. Youth yeah, Games. Yeah. Olympic Youth Games. Which is a five-a-side competition. Uh, some things coming
0: up. Oh, no, hang on. Oh, you I'm got more results? Exim oh. Masters World Cup, of course. Oh, I um, thought we were
1: going to give that a, a separate little segment. Let's do that then. Okay. Can I get through the upcomings and then we'll get on to the next step? You're on. Okay. Home. Upcoming stuff. South Africa will be playing Zimbabwe in Harare on the women's side of things in a five-test series... 10th to 13th of August uh, The Zimbabwean men at the same time Will be playing Namibia in a five-test series We've also got the hockey series Open coming up uh, At uh, Port Vila In Vanuatu Involving Tonga Ranked rank 72, Solomon Islands Ranked 71, Vanuatu 64 and Fiji 57, that's on the men's side of things. Same four teams for the women Solomon Islands are 63, Tonga 65, Vanuatu 74, and Fiji 59. So they'll be looking forward to one of those teams, I think, at least, qualifying to moving higher up that hockey series ladder, of however that's going to work or supposed to work.
0: Oh, the inspiration is there. We'll talk about that coming up. The inspiration is there for hockey nations all over the globe. That's
1: it. We've also got uh, a reasonably big tournament in this part of the world, Matt. The Asian Games is coming up. Uh, that's from the 19th of August until the 1st of September. It's in Jakarta in Indonesia. The host nation, Indonesia, on the women's side of the Great hockey stadium there. Yeah, we'll just go through the rundown quickly. In no particular order, Thailand are ranked 28th, Kazakhstan 34, Taipei 53, Malaysia 22, Hong Kong 44, China 11, Indonesia 64, India 9, Korea 10 and Japan 14. So I think at the top end of that competition, there should be some good games. Indian, you know, you've got 9, 10, 14, 11... Ranked teams in the world you think they're going to finish close Maybe you'll get a bolter from outside of that Such as what we saw with the World Cup On the men's side of things Korea ranked 14th Hong Kong 45 Pakistan 13 Thailand 47 Japan 16 Sri Lanka 36 Bangladesh 31 um, Malaysia 12 Kazakhstan 86 India are at 5 And uh, a nation The home nation I couldn't find their ranking. I went to the latest rankings, and they weren't listed Indonesia, so they're not expected to be very good, I dare say.
0: You probably need to scroll down a little bit. I did scroll, I page. did the
1: scrolling. The page ended at 90-something, um, and I couldn't... Oh, we go, I downloaded we go by that. it and tried to get to the... Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're they're low anyway, Indonesia. they would be outside the top 100, you'd think.
0: Down, oh, down, 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 uh, down, okay. down, down,
1: so, uh, that, that could be an interesting tournament as well you've got you know three or four teams there that are well inside the top 20 and um as we've seen results and uh, can never be predicted on the basis of world ranking they're just
0: interesting that's absolutely right john oh,
1: also coming up another round of the hockey series open at vilnius in lithuania vilnius vilnius that's it for the women 21st to the 26th of uh, august and then in yesno In Poland, from the 28th until the 2nd of September. We'll bring you more on that later.
0: Lots of info on that every single Uh. week here on the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. John, if you do have the Hockey World Cup Blues, you know that you can relive the the moment. Check out hwc2018photos.com where you can create your own custom collage prints featuring the World Cup images. Even send a postcard yourself from just £4. You get a chance to win one of these fabulous things coming up a little bit later in the show Um, but you can get on there you can pick which day's action you want to get some action shots from you can add your own photo there so this was something that was on site there at the World Cup but it's something that continues beyond that so you could send your own photo in to be the centrepiece of a load of images from a particular day a particular team a particular game um, there's all sorts of different combinations on there, and you can work out if you want nine or ten pictures on there, you three pictures calendars. on there. You could do. I'm not sure if you can do that. You might well, be able you can to do import that. Import that picture onto. Yeah, possibly. Computer. Don't confuse things, John. Okay. Um, but yeah, you go and check out hwc2018photos.com and uh, keep an eye on our social media links. And you'll get to find out how you can win a fantastic prize from there.
1: That's good stuff. That's coming up. Now,
0: what was the bit you wanted to talk about? Exxon Masters. Exxon Masters World Cup. Um, So, that's just concluded in Tarasa at Club Igarra, there in Spain. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed about the timing of it all, because it deserved a much higher profile. It certainly deserved us talking about it more in the past couple of weeks. But it didn't happen. It was on the same time as the once every four years... Women's World Cup That I couldn't keep my eyes off So I didn't have a lot of time for anything else John I'll be honest
1: I I originally didn't notice that correlation I must have been I was more worried about uh, My over 50s team being decimated by call ups to the World Squad I It didn't happen un- that way under, Understandable It yeah, yeah, didn't understandable. happen
0: that way oh, No there were a couple of our club mates that were playing though, They
1: so. did All a lot better than the
0: Anyway move on <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah look um Yeah I've had my say about certain aspects of fixturing and I think that's another poor example of it
0: yeah not not the best timing in the world well the sun was shining but there in Taras let's it looked- be
1: fair and say there's things that we may not know or understand about the reason of, of these things being timed but it does look bad it doesn't look like it's well planned
0: no it could be as simple as something like school holidays in the majority of countries of participants and whatever there were a lot of families there that were with some of the the more senior international players. Of course, we spoke to Mossy yep. on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'll tell you what, let, let me take you through the results. I'll run through the ladies, so we'll just go through the first four. Um, we'll go through the ladies first and then the fellas afterwards. Yep, give her that. Um, so, women's over 60s, uh, England 4-1 winners over New Zealand in the final. Uh, we'll just rattle through them. Women's 55s. Uh, England, it was a 1-1 after normal time and 3-0 on the, I don't know if they did strokes or whether they did it, shuttles, shuffles, one-on-ones, one v one
1: Definitely shuffling at that stage.
0: Go on. I'm just giving you a bit of breathing space for, for, for your little joke there, just, so, you know, so people can have a laugh and they can boom, boom. continue to listen to me afterwards. Yeah. Uh, women's <laughs> 50s plus Ireland, 1-0 winners over Australia. Um, I know the Irish girls hoped that that was an omen taking them into the World Cup final. They were world champions well, already. Right. In Australia did lose. World. Uh, in the women's 45s. Oh, skipped the 45s before. Netherlands 1-0 winners over England. Uh, women's over 40s. Argentina 2-1 winners over Australia. In the women's over 35s. Uh, where are we? England 1-0 winners over Australia. And now on to the fellas. Men's over thirty-five. So that was the game that Mossy Mark Moss yep. was involved in. They lost England one nil two. Australia. Australia. Yes, they did. I knew that. Uh, tough luck there, Mossy. I oh, did make some so comments far. on social media. there, no chance. I think they lost four nil in the uh, in the round games to them as well. So
1: oh, uh, hey, let's face it. I mean that. That team that rolled out there for Australia in the over-35s, they'd probably make rank in the mid-40s if they played as a team in, in the FIH. Seriously. Oh, They're international a, rankings. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, so, yeah. They are a seriously good team. Over-35, yeah, like 35 and a half. And they are seriously good players. It's a growth as area, as as area well in the sport. Well done to them. Yep. Yeah, well done to
0: them. Went the for Australia. the Aussie boys there. In the over-40s, England 3-2 winners over Spain. In the men's 45, Spain 2-1 winners over the Netherlands. In the over-50s, Australia 2-1 winners over the Netherlands. Well done, Armo. Good on you, champ. Uh, And in the 55s, England 3-0 winners over Germany. That concludes the scores at the Exxon Masters World Cup. Well done to everybody that took part. It looked fantastic. It'd be great to get along along to one of those one day, John.
1: I, I would love to be there. But to be honest with you, I, I uh, knowing some of the guys that w- and have been around some of those people that went to that tournament and played at it, and knowing how good they are, that is a high quality, high level tournament.
0: Oh mate, I'm just having a little and look just um, you know, before I p- close down this part of the screen. Above me. I didn't didn't realise this, but uh, the the Aussie boys in the over 55s didn't make it into the the third or fourth or first or second place games. But the uh, joint second top scorer in the tournament there for the over 55s, is certainly Virgil. Mr. Craig Burgess, oh, yeah, who we both played a lot of hockey with yeah, over the, over the Virgil, years. Yes, um, you don't then, want
1: to let him lose near a goal, that's for sure. No uh, surprise there. Cracking player, cracking
0: player. So there yeah, we go. That's actually maybe Masters there is World hope for them.
1: They didn't make the finals. No, they didn't. No. Oh, I'm not quite over fifty five, but it's something to aim for. Maybe they need <laughs> a bit of injection of <laughs> youth. What? Well I'm not Well I, you've got to be 55 mate yeah, It's over 55 So I'm injecting youth into an over 55 Well since
0: we're talking about you Did you ever win at the weekend? Yeah Yeah I heard uh, a little rumour You might have won the minor premiership already That's top spot yeah, in the bag
1: Yep Wrapped it up Good to get, good feeling but Is it a good feeling hey, though? You know, it's you a good w- competitive grade I mean we've just you know, there's, there's good players at that grade There are Most of them are blokes that have played hockey for a long time, and it's very smart. You get you know, okay, we're not as fit and can't do a lot of the running that you see at top levels and stuff, but a lot of the actual play is very good.
0: Yep, we're back to it, guys. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the (laughs) Global Hockey (laughs) Podcast. Now, remember, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at The Reverse Stick. Give us a like, give us a retweet, follow, share, tell your mates, and uh, get involved.
1: Yes, the reverse the global hockey podcast. Uh, I'm playing the music a bit louder tonight too, Matt, because Daryl just reminded me how much he loves it on the weekend. So I thought I'd, I'd let him hear it in its full glory. Well, he's
0: getting on a bit as well, you know. Yeah, he he's, he's got it to hundred anyway. Yeah, it? yeah. Just before I, I, I forgot to mention, Ex-C Masters, Of course, the lot of that World Cup was covered by Score.com. John, are you on Score.com? I am. Oh, John, I like
1: have, you joi- have you
0: joined? Have you joined Premier it. Hockey Club on there yet? Have you? I've,
1: look, it's technology
0: don't be like john ladies and gentlemen please <laughs> go to score.com get registered get involved be part of the hockey community on there can you take
1: a, a, a photo of me playing one day that sort of fit because all everybody's got these great photos of them so i mean um, you might have to use a lot of photoshop
0: on it i'm going to let i'm going to let you all into a little bit of a secret now if john's team get to a grand final this year then it will be live streamed on Instagram, <laughs> on our Instagram account. Okay, so there's just, there's just a, a warning, for, a warning for you all. Um, maybe we'll get some special ball tracking technology involved, John. Yeah. I don't know, I'll spray you with <laughs> some can of spray paint or something. No, I'll, um, I'll
1: be, I'll be the guy that, um, every time he, he's run all the way to where the ball is, his teammates hit it to the other end of the field. That, and then I'd have to
0: Chase the ball up to get dot scored.com right. Be part of the hockey community okay, we've got to get on that. Just one more thing. What I'm talking about. Um, social media at um, the Hockey Live hashtag live stream hockey. It's been a bit quiet throughout the World Cup. Everything will be back up and running on that in the next few days. Letting you know where the live hack- hockey, hacky hockey, is happening online.
1: Okay. Well, big story now, of course, the Vitality Hockey World Cup, and what a show the ladies put on i i some of the hockey was fabulous uh and not necessarily in in the excitement going from end to end stuff but in the in the Had intrigue everything. between yeah, yeah. teams playing and setting up against each other and Contest. Um, and the fluctuating fortunes were amazing the team that came third got beaten 6-1 in the first 6-2 in the first game yeah. first pool game um you know, it was all over the shop. and
0: The rankings were turned on their head, game after game <laughs> after game. Bit, yep. we, we, we put the polls out every game on Twitter to see who people fancied for the win. And like I said, um, I think on the, on the last show of the World Cup Daily, about 80% of the time, everybody got it wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. it involved the Dutch, everybody got it wrong.
1: And not many. It's amazing how few of a percentage people went for the draw. A, a lot of people went for a result. Now, is that in? Is that because we all hope that there's a result in the game, or because it was just? It's an interesting thing. Because a lot of these games, even when we were discussing them, we couldn't pick winners. We would make arguments either side, and then we were just basically pulling it out of a hat and see who we might thought win. But
0: this is we talk about every week on the show about the fine margins at the top end of the game. And we expected there, I think, probably because of the rankings to be a, a bigger gulf of quality amongst some of the teams. Now, there wasn't that much. There were some teams that we thought were going to deliver a lot more in the tournament that didn't rise to the occasion and others that we weren't expecting great things out of that did more than great things, just phenomenal things for, uh, their status and ranking. And like I said, it just, through the, through the, uh, the rankings on their head didn't it
1: and it was interesting that in one pool one bad game you could get away with in in other pools one bad game cost you and uh, i think of america the usa they uh you know they they could very easily go through and also japan who uh beat new zealand uh had a close loss to australia yeah. you know really came hard at the Met, and an unlucky loss you might say and then found themselves out after the first round yeah. gone yeah. Yeah. and they they weren't playing bad hockey at all and new zealand you know they essentially had that one bad loss to um the japanese in in the sense that they did lose the game they thought they were probably going to win put them back at the back of the pool stages yeah. and it and they a, a
0: draw with australia in the last game
1: yeah, yeah. made it, just made it that little bit harder for them not that they played great. I don't think they played as well as they could have played during the tournament. Hey, who wins and who loses out of this tournament? Of course, obviously the Dutch did what everybody thought. So there's, uh, it's hard to see how they win or lose. It was only open for them to lose
0: something. Well, Kate Richardson-Walsh said in show 58, um, this was about Alison Allen proving that she could do the job, um, picking that, that side up post-2016 Rio Olympics, where they were the favorites to win there, um, and that's retribution doing it on English soil, I think, and showing that, that you know they are the dominant side that we thought they were, um, they're passing their movement, they're finishing here's the thing you know they took their chances every single chance, well, not everyone because they had about thirty five circle penetrations per game, but <laughs> um, you know they created so many opportunities. That that you know they had to go in you know and some great goals.
1: Well there's many reasons for the for the Dutch victory, but uh one of them is Alison Annan and she's I mean, she's a true legend of the game, of just the game of hockey. If you look at her record, is now phenomenal. How many players win World Cups and then go on to coach teams that win World Cups? I Cubs? did see
0: somebody from Australia claiming it was, it was an Australian gold medal in there.
1: Well, you know, but does it? Doesn't, whoever you win them for, but just the idea that, you know, that you carry this consistency of excellence through your career. And um it could have been very easy for the Dutch girls to slide a bit and find it hard to get back up. But Alison Adams has been there as well, having had disappointments when you're expected to be the front runner and then backing it up to to claim something after that, you know, when people think maybe you're on the slide.
0: Well, talk about a front-runner. Let's hear from top scorer for the tournament, Kitty Van Marle from the Netherlands, and of course, World Cup gold medalist. What makes the Dutch so good?
2: Uh, I think we want to win every game, uh, and that's the way how we train. And it's never good enough, and we are always... Looking at, okay, this one, this has to be better and, uh, and then we will train it and we have to score more goals. Okay, we're going to train and we have to train our, our scoring techniques and that kind of things. And if, I think that's why we are so good.
1: How important is your club structure, your league structure to your world domination?
2: Yeah, I think that's the same. It's important that the younger players they have talent, that they have to experience with play with the older girls and uh, the first teams. And I think that's very good in the Dutch league. So when uh, the, the good players are going to stop, there are young players with en- enough experience. Uh, and, yeah, that's, that's good because the league is so good.
1: And that was Kitty van Maal from the Netherlands after taking out... The 2018 Vitality Hockey World Cup. And while we're at it, let's hear from the vanquished finalists as well. Ireland, tremendous journey for them. And who better to hear from than the Duke? you Duke, what a journey, what a game. How do you feel?
3: Yeah, I mean, we, we're we're totally overwhelmed. Obviously, the result is not what we wanted today. Um, but, I mean, the Dutch are an incredible outfit. And, you know, if you had told us six weeks ago that we'd be coming home with a silver, silver medal, we definitely would have taken it. So we're incredibly proud of what, what we've achieved here. And, um, yeah, we're just, we're over the moon.
1: What do you think the differences between the two teams were today?
3: I mean, the Dutch are an incredible outfit. They are—they're just a machine, and um, you know their club, their club, their club system is, is is so good. And week in, week out, they play at that speed. And unfortunately, we just don't have that in Ireland just yet. And um, our club system is—you know—it does its best, but we just don't have the, the the quality and the pace, you know, to compete with that. So, I mean, they're—they're. They're, they're just phenomenal like it's, it's difficult really to, to keep up with them but you know that's, that's what we have to aspire to be we have to aspire to be able to you know stay with them and you know play at that pace and you know that's, that's, that's the next level we need to go to if we want to we keep pushing up in the world
1: You're listening to the Reverse Stick the Global Hockey Podcast that was the World Cup's leading goal scorer, Kitty Van mail followed by the runner-up
0: Deirdre Duke from Ireland. Talking with Teo McLeod from the hockey family. And of course, if you followed us with the World Cup daily, um, you'd have heard Teo every day bringing great pitch side interviews from the mix zone straight after the games. Great work from Teo. Thank you. Just
1: uh, uh, while we're still talking about the old uh, World Cup, Matt, I've, I've come up with my 4F formula for success at international hockey level. 3F formula, sorry. Okay. Not it, 4, 3.
0: Is, is it, uh, is it PG rated?
1: No, it's based on observations from this the, the last tournament that we've seen. Um, interesting. Look, we, we got to the um, the semi-finals and we did sort of our, our little predictions. And I predicted that uh, if the, Australia was one of the few countries that could take it up to the Dutch, and if anybody was going to beat them, it was going to be them. They took him to one all, lost in a shootout. On the other side of things, I really couldn't tip either side, but went with Spain because i had been back in a mall tournament. The Irish got through, but I said it wouldn't matter who got through, that they weren't going to beat the Dutch. If Australia gets through, that one of those teams is capable of beating the Australians. And as it turned out, that prediction came true in the sense that Australia did take them to the wire, couldn't beat them, but got beaten by Spain, one of the Ireland couldn't beat the Netherlands and yeah, it but comes I'd... down to partly the, okay. th- the, the three F's okay first up finance mm-hmm. if you haven't got finance or funding funding whatever you want to call it uh, you, you need a certain level of money and if you don't get that sort of money you're never going to be able to compete at the top because you just for a whole host of reasons that you know everybody will understand and the Pakistan Hockey Federation is starting to understand at the moment although I think they've resolved those issues at the moment. Number two Fitness Fitness Your players have to be fit And they have to be fit At a level that Is at least the equal of The best
0: Full time fitness
1: Full time fitness They have to be fit 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 And From experience Can tell you that Fitness will beat skill If desire Is greater Every time And your third F Third F Fixtures Fixturing Whatever you want to call it, fixtures, and it was really interesting that uh, two teams that had played each other over thirty times in what the last six months, twelve months was it?
0: No, it was six no, months. no, since twenty fifteen, I think. Oh, 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Thirty three times, thirty times, to- over thirty times, came second and third in the tournament, but the finalist who played against the Netherlands hadn't played them in three years. Yeah, and. It, you know, there was some talk about afterwards the scoreline uh, showing up the the gap between the teams And I'm not sure that that's necessarily entirely true uh, Based upon a few things such as the Australians putting seven past the Dutch at the last Men's World Cup So score nines aren't necessarily no,
0: no, a but, but of quality No, no, no but, we, but we've seen that Particularly in this tournament Where teams yeah. have scored lots let lots in um, Not let yeah. any in but not scored many There's been every permutation that's, uh, that's gone on with it
1: But the, the, the Dutch Especially when you're a lower team Playing against a better team You need to have experience against them To plan your game against them These girls, this is the first time Let's face it, if you write down two lists And, and ticked off player, player versus player On paper The Dutch team are far ahead of the Irish Okay, but when you throw them all together on a hockey field, they're not necessarily that far behind. You know, they're greater than their summer parts. So to speak, the Irish.
0: Yes. So no, yeah, no, absolutely no doubt there. Yeah. But whoever was going to play touch the would there, yeah, there they, would be a gap there. The, there, the, would there, there would a be a significant gap. The, gap there. The, the Irish, Irish had no
1: of experience of that gap. So w- what I'm getting at is if if they had played them say half a dozen times in the last yeah, year, yeah, they would yeah, have been yeah, far better equipped yeah, to take that challenge on. So a lot of it comes down to who you're playing against and how often you play against them. So when if you if you want your international team to be successful, you've got to be playing against the best and trying to entice the best to play against you. Okay, Now, what hinders fixturing ...is the next thing we're going to talk about, which is... ...world rankings. <laughs> just taking over the team, because the new world rankings have just yeah, come out. I minute.
0: wanted to talk about fixturing from the World Cup, but we'll do that another day, shall we?
1: No, that that all comes into it.
0: All right. Fire off.
1: OK. Wait a <laughs> second. You wanted to talk about the fixturing from the World <laughs> Cup.
0: <laughs> well, no, there's been a lot on social media with regard to that as to how the pools were decided and obviously we saw that one we didn't talk about this in the world cup daily because we didn't really think it was relevant what was happening was happening there was nothing to be discussed beyond that um but what we saw was uh four pools a b c d pool a world rank number one or let's just let's say ranked 1 to 16 within the tournament I know that it's not the pure rankings as it was certainly not as it is now Uh, but rank 1 pool A rank 2 pool B rank 3 pool C rank 4 pool D step down a line rank 5 pool D rank 6 pool C rank (laughs) 7 pool B rank 8 and so on as it goes around and so we had quite a heavily weighted well you know a tougher group there for Australia and New Zealand 4th and 5th ranked um, in that pool D but over in pool A we had the Netherlands with the next closest ranked side being the 8th ranked in the world then the ninth ranked and then whatever it was 15th or um, whatever it uh, might have been um, isn't that doesn't it seem like a strange way to pick oh, your I pools you've
1: got to go back to the the balls yeah okay you've got four pools and so you've got 16 teams uh Rank them in in four in groups fours, yeah, yeah, yeah. based on their world ranking, yeah. and then then draw it from a ball. So when you get an anomaly such as we've talked about in the draw like that, it's happened by chance. This this is a fixture, not a draw. Well, it looks as though it looks that. as
0: though it's contrived, doesn't it? I don't know the fixture, what, what they've got. Yeah.
1: They've they've fixed it, as opposed to a draw in which it's turned out that way because it's happenstance.
0: But if you weren't going to draw it, surely the way that you do it, you'd go world ranked 1, 2, 3, 4 A, B, C, D, back to A for rank 5 B, rank 6, C, rank six. so you don't have any extreme gulfs in the rankings, now of course the rankings meant absolutely nothing when it came down any, to it, but any,
1: <laughs> any prescribed formula you come up with that doesn't involve luck is going to have some sort of argument against it, and now luck has arguments against it, because it's bloody luck, and people will always feel gutted by luck
0: but what about you know do you, do you not know, things like the um, the tennis it's set so the world ranked number one and the world rank number two start at the total opposite ends of the draw and should they win every one of their games like their rankings uh, would perceive essentially it be? that
1: should have happened at this tournament but teams didn't live up to their reputations.
0: No, they, no, they didn't. No, but it still wouldn't have happened at this tournament because it would still been that, that waiting in the left hand side in the over, top end of the draw. That,
1: that came over. That came from the crossover. The, 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 yeah, but it wasn't a crossover, your, was it? Yeah, but the inequity you're talking about now about making teams not face each other during the the draw wasn't where they got placed at the beginning. It had more to do with the way the crossover worked. So you had Australia playing New Zealand in the last of the pool games and then facing off each other in the quarterfinals. No, they didn't,
0: but could have faced off against each other in the quarterfinals. Australia could have had a, a three or four day break and then played exactly the same team again. Um, Whereas they that that in a true crossover they should have been so split up so once you play so it it it's a team, double effort it's, it's a double effort though so the the yeah
3: the, basically the
0: way yeah. that it was selected the pools exactly. were selected in the first place and then how the crossover right. games were were selected I agree with you um,
3: can't Anybody do much of,
0: can't <laughs> can't do much about it now though no it's all done and dusted <laughs> and you know what the Dutch
1: deserved to win
0: they certainly did and Ireland and Spain. And Australia deserve all the glory as well because they got into that final four. Oh,
1: and you know they're winners and losers from the tournament. Oh, here we go. Uh, right, yeah.
0: Germany, all right, they got three wins in the pool group. Really, oh, uh, Italy, you know, one of the sensations exactly. at the start of the tournament. What? I don't think they've actually rise, risen in the uh, the world rankings. Then we'll, we'll. Oh, talk. isn't that what we were going well, to start? That's, it? It. that's where we were going. World rankings. That's out now.
1: Whoo! Uh, um, world rankings. Okay. Let's, let's have a look at the world rankings for the women, because this is where all the movements happen. Uh, number one, as you'd expect, and this is post the World Cup. This has just come out. Uh, Netherlands at number one. England are at number two. Australia have risen, uh, two places to number three. Argentina have held their position. Oh no, sorry, they've gone no down one yet. place to number four. Uh, in number five is Germany, who've risen one place. Number six is New Zealand, who've uh, gone down two places. Uh, number seven, Spain. They've had a good rise there, up four places. Ireland into eighth on the back of their final appearance.
0: That'll be the the, the highest ever ranking
1: for Yeah, Ireland. it would be. So well done to the Irish girls. India, uh, up one place to number nine. Korea, two. Uh, Dipping down one, aren't they, to number 10. China are down to 11. The USA have dropped five spots to 12. That almost seems unfair, considering I thought they performed better than a couple of nations ahead of them. Um, Belgium 13th, Japan 14th, uh, 15th now officially. South Africa and Chile have slipped into 16th place with Italy Rising to 17 No no They're not oh, rising they're the same. Down, and That's a
0: joke They're the same it's like, they're, they're the same How can <laughs> they, they had a, cra- a cracking World Cup They got to the Crossovers too Didn't
1: they 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 had a couple Of good wins In the pool
0: Yeah and they, they Got to the crossover And played against India uh, They went through, down 3-0 um, to India But a fantastic, you fantastic know, Tournament yeah. for, for, for the Italians There's
1: another team That probably did Very well out of The tournament too
0: Is India Which you know
1: Have managed to Rise a place In the world rankings But consolidate What People like me and others thought was some um solid form. I thought and, yeah. and and are progressing and and are getting better.
0: Yeah, very good defensively. Rani was a weapon. Yeah. A weapon going forward for them. Savita, fantastic at the back. Grace great d Becker, fantastic at the back.
1: While we're speaking about great goalkeepers, we should go through the uh, best players from the tournament because um we'll start with the goalkeepers because I mentioned Aisha McFerrin was the uh, the goalkeeper of the tournament had an outstanding tournament and without taking anything away from her outstanding a tournament there was there was a handful of other goalkeepers at the tournament as well there was a, a tobacco paper cigarette paper between them oh, there, yeah. Absolutely, great yeah. work from the goalkeepers S- all S- throughout was, yeah, I'm not, not going to go through everybody in no. there
0: because I'll probably end up naming tank but if, if, if
1: anybody I deserved it Aisha did
0: I, t- I loved her attitude at the shootouts um, she <laughs> the, the way that she'd uh, move around in the goal a little bit. But if you listen to the World Cup daily, you'd have heard that she did like to employ a few tactics, a little bit of time wasting, try to get into the head of the, the attackers. And it certainly worked because she had a, fa- a fantastic save rate. Um, yeah, just a sensational tournament for her. And, and a lovely character as well, too. Goal scorer, Kitty Van Maal.
1: Goal scorer of the tournament.
0: Who we've heard from already in the show.
1: We have. Yeah. Uh... The junior player of the tournament
0: Was Argentina's Lucina von der Heide, A 21-year-old Argentinian hotshot on the improve I uh,
1: must admit, um, slipped under my radar <laughs> somewhat uh, But well done to her um, I'm sure she had a great tournament.
0: A oh, fantastic uh, talent all round.
1: And the best player for the tournament, Lulevaj Veltens. Uh, well, when you're the best player in the best team, there's a good chance you're going to win that title.
0: I don't know if you could find the grab, but that's, uh, the last thing that we heard from her on the World Cup daily was uh, always bet on the Dutch. It uh, was indeed, <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, we do have that clip somewhere, yeah, but not and, right now.
0: And, and she was absolutely right. Whilst we're still talking about those games we 've got a couple of other audio grabs from from players involved so we 're going to hear from Gigi Oliver coming up now um, a fantastic tournament for Spain third uh, you know a bronze medal a, a, a great win over Australia in the, that bronze medal game. I think probably that that Dutch result for Australia was kind of the final for the the younger squad there, and that would have taken a hell of a lot out of them to to pull out that kind of performance against the Dutch They stifled they, they, they did the job there. Um, they then I don't think they had enough in them in that third, fourth um, bronze medal game and, oh. and the Spanish this was uh, a once in a lifetime opportunity to, to get on that podium uh, you know, here's yep. Gigi
2: I think uh, this tournament we were really regular so we showed good hockey but at the same time regular some matches we started a little bit with a uh, I don't know maybe less aggressive but always in every match and during the tournament, we grow up. We were growing as a team, growing growing. And I think it's really positive because we, you always you are giving more, you have more results, and then you give you confidence. So I think that's the best thing in this tournament.
1: Yeah, quite aggressive from the first minute from Spain today.
2: Well, I think when you play against Australia, it's uh, it's what you have. Um, Australia is Australia. They are really good they have a lot of talented people they have even all the defender has a flick or long pass or or even a short pass but a good one so today we have to be really uh, 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 conscien- uh, aware of it so I think we were we were there, we were just with attitude knowing what we had to do and we had to plan for everything so
1: And that was Gigi Oliver for Post their 3-1 bronze medal victory at the World Cup over Australia there. One uh, of your favourites? Well, I picture as a player of the tournament picked, picked Spain to win it. Not to be, but close. Uh, well done to Adi and Andrew in the team. Yep, yeah, uh. well done, Andrew. Uh, yeah, he's a good fellow. We'll have to get him on talking about that. One thing I'll say adds to my fixturing argument. Uh-huh. Those teams played each other and we went and saw the games recently. Within the last six months Those two teams had had a six test series Against each other Down Spain and birth, Spain. Yeah, yeah. Both knew what they were getting into Very much so uh, Lots of squad players got opportunities In that game So I don't think there would have been one player The Spanish hadn't seen Potentially um, And But from both sides Everybody knew what they were getting into In that particular game So it's no surprise to see the Spanish Getting up and having a win As much as I would like to Australia to have
0: Now, before we finally leave the World Cup 2018, the Vitality Hockey World Cup from Lee Valley in London, Um, congratulations to all the officials and the umpires and the hockey makers and everybody you put on and the TV people, a fantastic tournament. Great. What what a spectacle, absolutely superb. Now, I don't know whether the TV stuff... um, kind of lived up to the hype I thought the coverage was really good and it was obviously good that there was a, a, a show that was running all day long through the hockey over there so there's a lot more opportunity for interviews people getting on yeah. and off buses and the, you know in the spotlight um, sensational stuff um, I don't think we could have asked for a, a, a better spectacle and a better showcase for our game
1: well I certainly think they put effort into it um, and the well, I'm not being patronising when I say that. What I mean is that it, it's great to see a broadcaster really putting some serious effort into the broadcast they produce. Commentary team was fabulous. Um, that, you know, there, was, there was some guy on YouTube complaining about the cameraman not zooming and I thought you know the shots were getting fa- were, were fantastic especially the replay shots they were able to provide when when hockey's going and it's an open fast game you've got to sit back from it a, a little bit you can't be zooming like you can in a rugby game because no, it moves too it. quickly yeah, yeah. so you've got to sit back a little bit but the slow-mo stuff that, that they were showing at different times and the different angles they were able to get on the game in replay were, were fantastic um still have a couple of questions about the old var video referral system no, Don't, start no, calling no, it don't VAR. Oh, whatever what, what do we call it i oh, know i'm, I'm coming t- video it. referral yeah. so we'll just call it video um but not not in performance it's more in, in the way we um uh, uh apply it, interpret and apply yeah, yeah. it not not a, a sledge of umpires involved or anything like no, that. No, but uh, the as we know, was that's, great that's, post, that's you know there was a couple of contentious things that got people hopping and screaming and jumping, and that's part of it all as well, stoking the fire.
0: Well, yeah, of course, because it's got that "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" <laughs> music before, and they, you know, the tension is required, obviously. That, that,
1: well, you've got to have a bit of that. Yeah, um, a, a a very high-ranking sports administrator in in this country of the most dominant sporting code there is, was on the TV the other night, and someone asked him about how he's coping with all the controversy that's going on in his sport at the moment, and he went and he said, "Well, I'm happy when people are talking about blur his sport." That was his response, and and you know he. He soft-tailed his way around, way around every controversy they brought up and just was happy that people were talking about that sport. And We've got to have a bit more of that in our
0: sport. Well, that's what we're trying to do a, a little bit, isn't it? Look, congratulations to England Hockey for putting on such a, a, a fantastic event, uh, fantastic tournament, 120,000 people through the gates there to, to watch the games. Uh, we mentioned on the, on the World Cup Daily, it would have been nice to have seen bigger crowds for those. Uh, maybe it was you know small smaller nations or maybe you know less uh, less nationals from those countries living living there but for the big games and the nighttime games there were great crowds in there for it fantastic great for the game now before we finish on this John we've just got to talk a little bit more about the irish and about what's happened post silver medal for those irish girls um, it
1: happened before silver medal for well, the Irish that, girls.
0: that's right. Uh, the, the number of uh, Irish journalists uh, rose substantially as the tournament went on there, um, on site at Lee Valley, and so did the interest. Um, boy, oh boy, uh, national coverage of uh, their semi-final and, of course, the final. Um, peak interest, absolutely unbelievable. They've gone back to a, a civic reception in Dublin where... Thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, Irish fans and hopefully lots of Irish hockey fans have filled the street there um, and welcomed the girls on stage and, and heard them sing Christmas carols. Yes You look at me dumbfounded I
1: thought you wanted me To play an audio clip <laughs> no, no you haven't no.
0: got The Christmas carols That they sang But they did sing them They did indeed Very good But the reasoning behind it was Is that The girls felt As though that The, the eve of the final Was like Christmas Eve To them So to calm their tensions And to relax themselves The night before the final They had a good old sing song and, and sang some Christmas carols So They took that to the nation um, On Monday And um, I, I'm not sure if it was a bank holiday or not in Ireland. There was a lot of people not at work anyway. It was as good as. I, I, I heard a good comment. the, the other, In fact, we managed to hook up, or I managed to hook up, one of our listeners with a friend of a friend with some tickets for the World Cup final. And uh I read something, I think maybe Graham Shaw had, had, had uh, quoted that uh, there's nobody better at getting tickets than the Irish. <laughs> and that was certainly the case. There was a an an anaesthetist uh, in Cardiff yeah. Um via Perth in Australia, getting tickets organised and we were switching phone numbers and text messages and all sorts of things And um as uh, just after the semi final victory. And yeah, I, boy oh boy, I'll tell you what, mate. I you said in the show I was green on Sunday. It was a five AM finish after watching the the, uh, the hockey on Saturday night here with yeah, a sad. good Irish friend of mine. My boss. Fantastic. Yes, I yes, had the yes, bloody yes. work and my <laughs> boss was sitting there with you watching the Hockey World
1: Cup final.
0: Now, what does that mean back <laughs> home there for the girls um, and, and for hockey in Ireland? Now, already we heard, this, I like the way the politicians get involved nice and early. Um, at one of the receptions, a Polly of some sort stood up and said, there's 1.5 million euros extra funding. And there was a gasp and the, and the girls... Kind of all wound up a little bit for sport. General going to the Olympic programs, blah blah blah, of which a large proportion of it will go to hockey. And I thought, ah, oh, you bastard! It's just typical. Yeah, anyway,
1: when, when you spread it over a gazillion but Olympic sports, he he a large. Yeah, proportion. The had
0: no call over it. It goes into uh, Sport Island, and then Sport Island will then you know do whatever they do to apportion funds across different One sports. for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for you. What Irish hockey for needs
0: you. is the reason they weren't in, considered for the bloody pro league is it's because there's no national stadium there for them to, to play hockey. Yeah. They don't have that four thousand seat potential to um to host those international games, therefore they miss out. If you're gonna put your money anywhere, Ireland, put it in a national stadium there. And give the opportunity for things like the Pro League to happen instead of happen to go and play things in bloody Scotland or somewhere else
3: Ridiculous. I still think the
1: Pro League has to open its eyes a little bit I mean you've got you've got Pakistan playing in Scotland because they've got a stadium that will fit 70,000 people but no team will travel there okay so why couldn't Ireland have played games at as someone suggested I think it might have even been in played, Glasgow no, Lee, they could have played them in they Glasgow they could have played right, them at yeah. Lee Valley yeah. they have pretty good form there as it turns <laughs> out um, there was. There's plenty of ways to expand this competition beyond nine, which I think it should be. I, I see that the Pro League is a very short-sighted vision. From what we've been exposed to, perhaps the FIH has got plans that they haven't told us about and has dreams and aspirations beyond what we've been led to believe.
0: Um, we still don't know whether there's ranking points being given for pro league spots. Uh, we don 't know if there's
1: it's, we don 't even what rank, how does it work for open series that 's a tournament that 's already going they 're playing games in that tournament how does that work
0: yeah well I know that the general consensus around seems to be that um, pro league should not garner any ranking points because it is purely an invitational tournament and you now look at the proportion of teams on the women 's side from outside the top ten that are involved and those that are in the new rankings now inside the top ten that aren't involved. It's crazy.
1: World rankings are all over the shop and I think the game needs to have a a really good hard look at the way that we organise these things and honestly I hate the waiting system. I don't think it's doing the game any service. But uh, we've got to get to this section of the program, Matt.
3: (laughs)
0: Feedback.
1: Well, feedback. I, well,
0: I don't get, Cup, I don't get a chance I don't get a chance to talk about the, the sport in media report that's come out which puts FIH at number thirteen or fourteen on the global rankings of international sporting federations, John. Despite that, the that's fact feedback. despite the fact they're number three on the uh, Facebook, Facebook uh, followers numbers.
1: And once again it's about the interaction of hockey people with the game.
0: Well, that, the number of people. Well, you're who you're play absolutely right. Is. A lot of that is about engagement. Um, uh, how this report is ranked. We're just ma- talking you know, about with people who
1: play. Not, I mean, a lot of the sports have uh, followers that don't play the game, far in excess of the number of people yeah. that do actually play the game. We've got a lot of people who play the game that don't follow it. In any way. Yeah.
0: Which is why, we try, got, which is why to try. we try and yeah. dumb it down for a, you folks. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Different audience. Yeah, I thought you were dumbing it down for <laughs> <right? laughs> There are plenty of highbrow podcasts out there, John, that you can get involved with if you really want to get deep thinking. And, of course, check out Andrew Wilson's Frank Hockey Podcast. I understand there's a couple more podcasts in the pipeline at the moment. I think um, one's with Graham Shaw, isn't it? Well, we'll, uh, uh, sorry, uh, yes for Andrew, but I'm talking about... New podcast oh, altogether, hockey-based, no, shush, shush hockey-based, <laughs> and uh, we'll be speaking to those people and introducing their new podcast to you in the coming weeks. Shut your mouth, John. Are we going to have a, a podcast table? A what? A podcast table. No, I'd like to think a podcast collective is the way that we're going, and it's a hockey podcast collective, John, and it's uh, something that we can help promote and build oh. and improve the culture of the game, not, not necessarily forward. us, but,
1: I look forward to the podcast commune comrade,
0: <laughs> uh, in Australia, AHL squads starting to be announced, two months away from the new Australian Hockey League format,
1: do we know what it is yet,
0: well we don't know everything about it yet John, but we know, I think that it's not nines, I think oh, this time true. around the nines have been saved, who knows what else is going on with it, squads are being announced, Venues have been announced. Flash. Fixtures have been announced. It's a home and away format, similar to the Pro League. And uh, look, excited to see what happens with that. That's men's and women's home and away fixtures for the Australian Hockey League. That's a state system. Uh, is it? Do you uh, do you like ball hockey, John?
1: Ball hockey.
0: I saw a bloody tweet. Is that like? <laughs> is that like disc hockey? <laughs> it's like puck hockey. Puck hockey. Yeah. Puck hockey. It's puck hockey, oh, but, puck but hockey. round, bouncy. Uh, some kind of collaboration with the tennis tour and ice hockey players playing uh ball hockey with ice hockey. What are the things they? Isn't
1: sticks? that called? Ball no, ball they ball?
0: sticks. Is it? Uh, yeah, maybe. Look, it's already there. Piss <laughs> off with your ball hockey. <laughs> Sorry, go away. We have hockey. <laughs> we have indoor hockey. Just stick to your you bloody play ice, ice hockey. Go, go, go.
1: But <laughs> hockey. Is hockey. Yeah. One of the things that really irritated us both at the start of this project, the very, very beginning, is you type hockey into Google and you get a mountain of ice hockey stuff. It should be the other way around. If you type hockey in, you should get to hockey stuff. You should have to type ice hockey in to get ice hockey stuff.
0: Yeah. Are are you with us, brothers and sisters?
1: It's only as a, a collective that we can do this, Matt.
0: It's part of the I'm sure it's Offensive you. to somebody. Um, uh, we didn't touch. About, we, we didn't touch on it. Old Georgians are making some signings at the moment in are England. Right? Yeah, I saw Sam Ward is on his way there to go and play Divi Two Hockey National League, uh, a club that only started in 1995 that had ambitions that within 10 years to make themselves a National League club. Well, they did that. They're in the uh, Conference East National League at the moment and uh, bringing current and former internationals into the fold. I mentioned on uh, the socials the other day, John. Yeah. If anybody from Old Georgians knows a potential sponsor for the podcast, please get in touch.
1: Yes, that'd be nice.
0: Hashtag TRS World 11. Uh, m- most of you guys, your seasons are upcoming now. Uh, don't worry, gear's coming your way soon. Well done to Ben Hughes, the winner of our Hockey World Cup sweepstake. Uh, he wins a signed copy of the World Cup program by all of the commentary team there. Now, courtesy your, of our mate, Mr Ashley Morrison in the in the commentary box I was box say there. Kate
1: Richardson Walsh, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you could
0: say Ashley. Hashtag Crash Ball. Hashtag Bring Back the Bully. Now our competition for this week. and Remember, you've got to go to hwc two zero one eight photos dot com. Hockey World Cup 2018 photos dot Check out some of the images that are there. You can build your own collage. We've got an opportunity for you to win one of the collages, a uh, print format. You can put your own photo in there as well. All you're going to need to do for that is to retweet our post uh, over the next six or seven days, which is going to be titled Hockey World Cup 2018 Photos com hwc2018photos dot com. HWC That'll be at the top of it. Just retweet that. You going to the draw. We'll pick a winner out in next week's show And uh, you'll win one of those great prizes That's courtesy of Capture the Event
1: Have we, So we've covered the World Cup Oh, thank you to everybody that followed me on Twitter I got like 30 new followers on Twitter over the World Cup And it was great to get a bit of interaction with people And throw some ideas up there And read everybody's opinions about everything And uh, extra time I'm going for extra time
0: what do, you think think which, the, what do you think to the, what do you think of the American model with pulling players off?
1: No, as no as goes I, I wouldn't do that. Just golden goal? I, I would play golden goal and players are substituted don't go back on. So instead of, instead of withdrawing players, I would place more, cause the players are going to be, the coach is going to be uh, more inclined to keep their best players on the field. If, if they know that if they, if they, if they, they fit, can't if they be substituted. If they're fit enough. If they're fit enough. And then it, be, then it brings fatigue into it as a factor in the game.
0: Is that the fourth F you were looking for before?
1: Fatigue. We could add... Oh, I've got four, I have got four Fs. Fatigue. Add fatigue in there. Extra time. You're right, Matt. The four F theory.
0: Now, uh... We could
1: get to a fifth one. Go on. I don't know yet, but we might get we one. We might do.
0: If you've got any <laughs> ideas of the fifth F, you can get in touch with us. You can email matt or John at the stick dot net you can get in touch on social media on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or at The Reverse Stick. If you don't want to share it with the world, you can DM us or private message us. We're, we're very responsive and we'll get back to you and uh, engage. Um, what else we got this week, John? Oh, we've got a message for our
1: mate Salas.
0: Have we?
1: Yeah, haven't
0: we? I don't know. Oh, we've got a message for Silas.
1: I believe we have a message for I
0: know. Oh, yeah, I've sent it to him today. Oh, did you? Yeah, we've got some goalkeeping kit for him. Sweet. Yeah, They're so it's going to be making its way to Sierra Leone very soon.
1: And thanks to Rob Abbott too for getting some kit there as well a bit earlier. And hopefully now with two goalkeeping kids, they can have two teams.
0: Now congratulations, Rob's on there, just uh, oh. newly married. Congratulations, yeah. Rob, and congratulations also to John O'Shea hashtag TRS World goat Eleven man. the Goat Man. Both of them wed. Both Irishmen. Well, and, you know, in the past week or so, all eyes on the hockey. I thought, but no,
1: no scoring goals. The boys were.
0: Good luck to all the teams in South Africa taking part in the PHL this weekend. We'll bring you news on that next week. Go the Namatlwalan Daisies. See you next week, mate. Lots more hockey going
1: on. Keep your eye on it. Alright. Hey,
0: now, here's that bit from Deirdre Duke I told you you were supposed to play earlier on.
1: Deirdre Duke? <laughs> You know she's related to John Wayne.